Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with a Few podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion for seeing people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? everybody we are here for episode three so excited to be joining you for another episode why do i say good morning i really don't know it could be afternoon it could be evening where you're listening it could be the middle of the night i mean who knows uh but we are so glad to have you either way we don't care what time it is we don't care what day it is uh you know whatever we go with the flow so here we are we hope that you're excited to listen to another episode today we're going to be jumping into how Jesus sees us, because this is truly one of the most important things that we can talk about. Our identity in Christ, how he sees us, um, and not how we just define ourselves. Yeah. Because if I'm being truthful, I think that there's a lot of days where I define who I am, um, and that could be in a prideful way, that could be in um, a degrading way, like... uh, I define myself by my past and my hurts and all of those things instead Mm -hmm. of uh, the victory that I have in Jesus and the cross. And so we're just going to look at that and pull some things from scripture, uh, a very special story that has totally impacted my life um, and really made me see differently than I ever have before on the identity of Jesus. Yeah. And we're going to be looking at surrender why do we need to surrender mm-hmm. to Jesus? What is the point in surrendering? Right. How does Jesus see us? And how do we also see ourselves the way that Jesus sees us? So I'm really excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a good one. We hope that you guys enjoy it. Uh, like Lily said, this is a really uh, kind of a special story for us. Mm-hmm. It was actually one that right when we kind of uh, just realized the super good significance of this story mm-hmm. was right when we were starting our Bible study. Yeah. Uh, right in June, June of 2018. 2018. Yeah. 2018. I can't believe it's Crazy. been that long. Uh, so this is definitely a story that me and Lily both really like, mm-hmm. and we hope that you guys will enjoy it. There's definitely some new stuff in here that I had never heard before. Right. So, uh, hopefully this can, uh, educate all of us a little bit. (laughs) Right. We can all learn. All right. So if you have your Bibles, uh, we are going to be looking in Luke 7. I think I'm going to start at verse 36 and uh, just work my way down. Uh, We're not going to read the whole chapter, um, but we're going to read a couple verses here. So uh, please join me in reading. Then one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in the town who was found a sinner found out that Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet, weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, This man, if he were not 
if he were a prophet, would know who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him. She is a sinner. Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, Say it, teacher. A creditor had two debtors, one owed 500 delary and the other 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them will love him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one who he, whom he forgave more. You have judged correctly, he said. Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. But she, with tears, has washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. She gave me, You gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with olive oil, but she has anointed my feet with perfume. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. That's why she's loved much. But the one who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And I love this story so much. Like every time I read it, I just, uh, there's so much here that we could unpack and we could sit here all day and talk about it. Um, because there are so many different things that I have learned from other people, hearing them teach on it, um, reading it for myself. Like, how does this apply to me? Um, and it's cool because especially if you're in like a small group or something and you, and you study something, you read something together, there's just something like it, it applies uh, to everyone differently. Yeah. And so when, you know, you read it or you teach on it and you're in that small group, everybody's like, well, I'm going through this right now and this is how it applies to me. This is how I read it, you know, from the circumstance that I'm walking through Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be in your life that you're struggling with or going through or uh, experiencing. And it impacts all of that, just Mm -hmm. how you read it, how you study it, all of that. And so to uh, start in to the beginning. So uh, this sinner, this woman who um, who came into the Pharisee's house while he was at dinner, she uh, was a prostitute. Okay. And she, so prostitutes back then, like it was a bad deal, right? Like if somebody found out that you were doing that and somebody found out that that was kind the kind of sin that you were committing, mm-hmm. um, it was not good, right? I mean, there was there was punishment and it was a bad punishment. Um, and she just walks in to this Pharisee's house, right? Who holy of holies. And, uh, you know, they, they do everything right. They're only taking so many steps on the Sabbath, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they know who this woman is, right? I mean, probably because they know what she's done. They know, uh, her sin. They know all of that. But they look at her in a way of, like, that is who you are. That is what you are defined as. And so, there is no room for you here. Like, there's no place Mm -hmm. at our table for you. And, but she just walks in. Like, without asking. Without nothing. She just walks in and starts weeping and anointing Jesus' feet with this precious alabaster jar of perfume. Right. And this is like, we have to understand back then, this alabaster jar of perfume, like this was not just some cheap, you know, stuff that you get at Bath and Body, you know? I mean, this is expensive, uh, precious, like the stuff that 
was only used for sacred, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like rituals. You know, I'm thinking of the funerals, uh, like not the funerals <laughs> back then, uh, but like when the women would go to the tombs and, mm-hmm. you know, all of that, like it was held in high regard. You know, mm-hmm. it was very respected back then because it was so expensive and so precious. And she just starts wiping his feet with her tears and, you know, anointing him with this perfume. And the Pharisees, I mean, you can only imagine, like, they're back here going, oh, my goodness. Like, why in the world is he letting her do that? Because, like, she is a... And, you know, they want a gossip. They want a drama. They want all of that, right? But it makes me think, how often do we do that as well, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And myself included. Like, how many times do I stand back and I'm like, oh, if you only knew what that person did, if you only knew what they said or what, you know, whatever, if you only knew the background of that family and stuff, you know, then you would not treat them like that. You know, you would not talk to them like that. You would not invite them, you know, whatever. Like, just things like that that we do as well. And this is what the Pharisees are doing. They're looking on Jesus. They're looking upon Jesus and this woman and going, oh my goodness, this is so wrong. If you knew what she's done, this would not happen whatsoever. Yeah, and I think that this story is such a great example of how the Lord can use us Mm -hmm. in the middle of any of our circumstances, in the middle of our sin. Right. And it's such a great example also of Jesus accepts us where we're at. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get cleaned up and perfect before we can come to him. We can come to him weeping and in our sin. And obviously, He expects us to turn away from that when we come to him. Right. But that doesn't have to be fixed on our own. Mm -hmm. He's the one that helps us with that. And he's the one that can truly help us to get rid of that because we can't do it on our own. Right. But that's one reason that I really love this story is because Jesus can use you right where you're at without Mm -hmm. you having to be perfect, sinless, because we're still going to stumble even when we are walking with Jesus. Right. But he can pull us out of that again Mm -hmm. and again and save us and just be that person who never gives up on us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the next part of this story uh, says, I love this. (laughs) I love how Jesus does this. And so many uh, times we see him like he's trying to prove a point to a particular person and he's trying to speak into this particular person but he addresses someone else you know Mm -hmm. so that he can speak into their lives because he doesn't want to be uh, that person who is like just stabs you in the back with truth and with you know some confrontation or whatever and we you know, bam in the back and you're, and then they get arrogant, you know, they get like, Mm -hmm. oh, defensive and all that stuff. Um, and Jesus doesn't want that. He wants them to hear out, you know, he wants to hear, uh, what they have to say, and then he's going to address it. However, he often addresses it through someone else. And that's what I love um, about the story, because it says in verse 40, uh, Jesus replied to him, meaning the Pharisee who 
a couple verses ago is saying, you know, if he knew what kind of woman this is, then he would not allow her to touch him. Yeah. And then in verse 40, it says, Jesus replied to him, the Pharisee, Simon. So he, he pulls Simon into the mix, right? And mm-hmm. Simon is one of the Pharisees, or one of, one of the Pharisees, one of the disciples. Mm-hmm. And so he pulls him in because he knows that Simon will listen. Right. He knows that Simon will be okay with it because he's not really addressing Simon. He's addressing the Pharisee. But Simon also gets pulled into this um, in order to apply it. And who knows why Jesus uh, picked Simon specifically? We we don't know. I don't know if, you know, Simon had a problem with it. It doesn't say in here that he did. Um, But, you know, we can rest assured that Simon was a part of it for a purpose. And so he pulls Simon into it, which is crazy because, you know, it doesn't say anything about Simon except for this. So verse 40, Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. He said, say it, teacher. So he's open, right? We know mm-hmm. that he's going to listen and he um, is going to be right there in the mix with him, right? Yeah. And then it says, uh, verse 41 goes into the creditor had two debtors, uh, one owed 500, the other 50. They both couldn't pay it back, and he graciously forgave them both, uh, so which will love him more. And then it goes into how Simon answers, uh, I suppose the one he forgave more. Mm -hmm. And Jesus says, you have judged correctly. And he told him, turning to the woman, okay? So, looks at her, and then says, do you see this woman? Mm -hmm. So, he's looking at her. He's not looking at the Pharisee. He's not looking at Simon. He's not looking at the other disciples or anybody around them. He is turning to her and he is saying to Simon, right? But he's looking at her. Do you see this woman? Now, I have gone past this question so many times in scripture when I'm reading it and I'm going through it. It's just one of those things where we go over it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you read the story and, yep, that's a great story. Can learn some stuff from it, but nothing crazy, you know? And he says, do you see this woman? This is the point that I want to stress in this episode. Okay? Get ready. <laughs> do you see this woman? He is asking this question. Not for, like, can you see her physically, right? Not, like, are your eyes working, Simon, kind of thing. Like, can you see her and what she's doing? It's, do you see her the way that I see her? Do you see her still with all of her flaws, all the sin, all the stuff, but you get past that and you see her for how I see her? Mm -hmm. And because Jesus, when she walks in, he doesn't look at her and despise her, right? He doesn't look at her and go, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to die on the cross for you. Like, I can't even believe that you would, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. No, what he sees is that she is surrendering everything she has. She, I mean, basically is looking like a fool in front of a bunch of Pharisees, right? Who do hate her guts, who do genuinely dislike her. And she has to get past that people-pleasing. She has to get past that embarrassment and that awkwardness. But she does it, and she just focuses on Jesus. And he's saying, do you see this woman? Mm-hmm. Now, great lesson for all of us. This first lesson is how Jesus sees you. He says the same thing about you. 
to others. He sees you in a way that nobody else does. Okay? They see your flaws. They see your insecurities. They see all of that. But Jesus sees your heart and your, uh, your willingness to come before him and truly just give him everything that you have. He sees that. He doesn't see all the other stuff. Yeah. And yeah, obviously he has to deal with that, right? There needs to be some uh, repentance and some confession and all of that goes along with it. But he's saying, do you see this woman how I see her? Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful. Um, and the other thing that I love about this story is that the perfume that she poured on him came back on her. So when she's pouring this perfume on him and she's weeping and washing his feet and and all of this, the perfume that she is pouring out on him, this expensive, you know, perfume, it's coming back on her. Mm-hmm. And this is a great reminder that anything that you give to the Lord, you're going to receive that blessing. The Lord is going to give you a blessing. Now, it may not be an earthly blessing. It may not be something like physical that I can hold right now. You know, I got a present for giving everything to Jesus. I got a new car for giving everything to Jesus. I got whatever, you know. Uh, it's probably not going to be that, most likely. But what it will be and what we can look forward to is that we do have that reward in heaven because we gave everything that we have to Jesus. Yeah, and... I really like this story in terms of our identity and who we are and finding who we really are. You know, that's always something like in the movies and just this thing that we focus on so much is like, who am I? Who, what am I actually meant to do? Right. Why am I like this? Why do I have this personality instead of this one? Or, you know, there's just all those different things where we try to, change mm-hmm. who we are a lot of the time and right. uh i'm not saying that you know change is good a lot of times right. change is something that does need to happen mm-hmm. you can't stay in your sin specifically for this story forever right that needs to change um yeah. but i just absolutely love this story for uh the example of how Jesus can change us, mm-hmm. how Jesus can make us into this perfect, willing servant for him. Right. This person who wants to just give all that we have to him, like mm-hmm. this woman. She was, you know, like Lily said, this perfume was expensive. Right. It was precious. It was, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure it cost her most of her money probably Mm -hmm. just because it was so expensive and so she was giving this completely to Jesus and that was one of the reasons that the Pharisees were so skeptical because they were like this could have been used for this and this and this not just washing someone's feet like Mm -hmm. this is ridiculous and uh, but that's another thing that I love about the story is that Jesus didn't Yes, he saw all of the things that she was doing, all the Mm -hmm. different sin that she was involved in, but she, he saw her potential. Mm -hmm. He saw the way that she could impact his kingdom, Mm -hmm. the way that she could turn herself around and completely surrender to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so 
I think that all of us need to apply this to our lives in that specific way. How can we turn away from something to completely surrender, excuse me, and follow Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because that is our sole purpose in life. Yeah. When people are like, what am I supposed to do with my life? That's what you're supposed to do with your life. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to surrender Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Give him everything you've got. Yeah. And solely run after him. Mm -hmm. Do what he calls you to do, even though it might be hard. Yeah. Even though it maybe might be a little embarrassing. For this woman, this was like completely embarrassing. I mean, she had no pride left after this, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, other than the fact that she had her pride in Jesus and she was mm-hmm. proud of who she was in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I know that sometimes it's not the easiest thing to follow Jesus, but it is so worth it. So let's all surrender everything that we've got to him. Give him all those things, all those mess ups, all those yeah. mistakes that we've made and let him change us for mm-hmm. good And let him bring out that potential in us. Yeah, that's great. It reminds me of that quote, uh, John uh, starts, last name starts with an A. I don't know. You'll have to look it up. But he has a quote um, that says he recruits from the pit, not the pedestal. And it just reminded me of like how often we think, like you just said, that we have to be at our best when we Mm -hmm. come to Jesus, right? I mean, that we have to have no sin. We have to be cleaned up and we have to just be this perfect uh, person who can come to Jesus and not need help and just be like, hey, I'm here, you know, whatever, uh, use me. That's not what he wants. He wants our weakness. He wants all that stuff that we are ashamed of and that we don't like about ourselves and that Mm -hmm. we don't want to go back to. He wants to use that for a purpose. And uh, I was also reminded this past week that God, um, he doesn't have any weakness on his own right? Like that's not an element of his character. Mm -hmm. That's not something that he can use for his glory. Uh, But we do. And we can give him our weakness. And when that is joined with his strength and his power that he has, then it's crazy amazing. Um, And it's something that he can use in ways that we cannot even imagine when we surrender our weaknesses and all that stuff that we don't like. So just a great reminder. Um, And then the last part that I want to really look at and just kind of let you guys see... um, What I realized uh, at the last part of these verses is that she realized how much she had been forgiven. Like, Mm -hmm. she genuinely realized it. She knew that, oh my goodness, Jesus has forgiven all of my sin, all of that past stuff that I went through and that I did. He knows all of it, and he's willing to forgive me. Mm-hmm. And so when we realize that, guys, like as humans, when we realize how much we have been forgiven and how much Jesus has sacrificed for us and how much he loves us and the fact that he's willing to say, do you see this person how I see them? Do you see them for who they really are? When we realize that you can't help but weep and you can't help but give him everything you have in life. Yeah. Like it's just an automatic repentant response that happens um that's just 
that's just what should happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it made me think, how often do we not do that? You know, Um, and I wonder if it's because we really don't realize how much we've been forgiven. Yeah. And uh, that is just like so important because it's also, again, like with the Pharisees in this story, they were all high and mighty and were better than everybody else. And like, do you see this woman how I see her for this sinful, right? just like someone who can't do anything right or you know, just all the different ways that they Mm -hmm. were looking at her. And Jesus was like, you don't realize what you looked like before I came into the picture. Right. And I mean, they honestly couldn't really realize that yet because they hadn't actually been changed by Jesus. Right. But I mean, how many times do we talk ourselves into thinking like, oh yeah, I'm this great person and blah, blah, blah. And, but we don't realize what it took Mm -hmm. to be that good person. Right. Because you can't be who you were truly meant to be without Jesus dying on the cross and giving you that sacrifice to truly just be, I don't know, be one with God and be able to just really glorify him because that's our sole purpose. Mm -hmm. That's why we were created was to glorify the Lord and make him known. Right. And so when you're not doing that, there's going to be something missing. There always is. Mm -hmm. And so let's all examine our lives and see, do we really realize how much we've been forgiven? Yeah. Do we really realize how Jesus sees us? Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to wrap up in prayer. Please pray with us uh, as we end this episode. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this day and for this uh, thing that you gave me and Lily to talk about. I just uh, thank you for this story. I thank you that it can be an example to all of us. And I thank you that you see us in a special way, in a way that no one else sees us. And I pray that all of us would truly come to a realization of that, that you make us who we were truly meant to be, not um, this person that we try and make ourselves into. I pray that we would just surrender everything that we have to you so that you can use it for your glory. In In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We want to just encourage you all with... One last thing as we end here, um, Jesus can use anything you give him. He can use everything. It doesn't matter how small or how big it is. Um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy or special. He uses a jar of perfume. Mm-hmm. He uses your willingness to be um, embarrassed. He uses all of that for his glory and he uses it often as a testimony for others. Um, He uses our sin and the things that we don't like to allow other people to learn things that they need to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, so don't be afraid of that. Share your testimony. Don't be afraid of what other people think um, because often God has allowed you to go through that because he wants you to share it with others. Um, But 
have that repentant heart, be willing to surrender. Um, and I think that's the key that we need to realize, uh, in our lives is that every day is a choice, uh, that we get to make, whether we're actually going to surrender and live it out, or if we're going to, uh, just continue in our own sinful ways. Mm -hmm. So, uh, make that an effort this week, make an effort to live it out and to, uh, surrender everything. He will use it. So we're going to end this episode. Thank you guys so much. We will see y'all next time. Bye guys.